Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Schmuck, wake up. All right, we're down to the wire. We're down to the wire. Money from the West Coast, New York, uh, on the East Coast, San Francisco, L.A., on the West Coast, $100 million from these zip codes in New York and California have been pouring into Iowa to back a far-left candidate named Greenfield who is trying to upset a rock-solid Republican senator from Iowa named Joni Ernest, who is a former combat company commander. Instead, these coastal elites are trying to insert Teresa Greenfield, a real estate developer, into the Midwest. This is what happens in a corrupt nation. This is what happens when big socialism gets control of elections. So that's one example of what's happening in this country. We're all exhausted from the election. I am. I mean, speaking for myself, it's like the end of a long, long road that I wish it were over already. It is so taxing on all of you, and I know that. Most of us have had enough of this election. It's gone on, it seems to me, for a year now, almost a year. And it's going to be over when? Not Tuesday. It should be over in a normal nation. You have an election day. And usually by the next day, you know who the, who the winners are. But not in the America that we are now living in. The America that has been altered permanently uh, on many sides by many different forces. So today I want to talk about 10 reasons to vote for Donald Trump because I'm unequivocal in my support for Donald Trump. In case you've been confused, and I hope you haven't been, I will give you 10 reasons to vote for Donald Trump. And then on Monday, I'm going to give you 10 reasons not to vote for Kamala Harris. I don't say Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is not real. Joe Biden is a hologram in a basement. The real candidate is the San Francisco machine that gave us uh, Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein for the last 200 years. They now want to control America and do to America what they've done to San Francisco, which is destroy it. Which leads us to another topic we're going to talk about today, which is what do you do about the filthy bums and drug addicts who have infested our cities? I know those are harsh words, but this is a harsh time, and we need harsh remedies for the bums who are polluting our cities. Now, how would you save cities from bums and drug addicts? Somebody tweeted something this morning. It was very simple. He said, we need to round up all bums and drug addicts, round up all bums and drug addicts, round up all bums and drug addicts, and remove them from our society to drug-free UN-style refugee camps where they can get the services they need. Allowing them to wallow in their own sickness while parasitizing tax-paying residents and the business community is neither compassionate nor prudent. It's high time to quit prioritizing the rights of the few over the many, being allowed to steal up to $950 at a time, to possess up to an ounce of class one drugs and openly use them in public, to violate all vagrancy and public decency laws repeatedly and all without consequences, is a recipe for madness. This mess must be cleaned up before society can resume in earnest. 
This gentleman wrote this because San Francisco, under the worst administration in the history of, of San Francisco, is finally allowing a few businesses to reopen their outdoor dining. And what is happening is the filthy, disgusting bums and drug addicts are plaguing the people who are trying to come back and enjoy a meal outdoors in San Francisco. They're harassing the diners. They're shooting up drugs in front of the diners. They're defecating in front of the diners. And this non-entity mayor that was dredged up from God knows where by the machine that gave us Pelosi and Feinstein and now wants to control America does nothing about the bums and the drug addicts. So I would ask you, how would you save cities from bums and drug addicts? Do you agree or disagree uh, with what we have just mentioned? There are other stories, which includes your story, which is 10 reasons to vote for Donald Trump. That's today's Savage Nation radio show and podcast. Uh, there are other articles. Mask mandates don't work. Science proves masks are useless. I'm not 100% sure that that's true. The ACLU, by the way, I'll tell you more about them because for 25 years I've tried to get them deported. Every rotten, stinking, degenerate Marxist lawyer in the ACLU, if I had the power, I would take them and I would deport them. They're now suing the cops in, in New York City for alleged brutality against rioters and anarchists who trashed New York City during several riots. They're suing the police again, trying to bankrupt the city into submission. Also today we will talk about how Joe Biden is really Bernie Sanders in sheep's clothing. And we will have a segment on how Halloween has become bigger than Christmas in this atheist nation of America. I will read it from God, Faith, and Reason. Welcome to the program. We will begin with 10 reasons to vote for Trump as you dial 855-400-7282. I also have a great story from the Wall Street Journal on the pollster who thinks Trump will win. And this is a pollster who called 2016 correctly. Robert Cahaley, head of the Trafalgar Group, believes that Trump will win. And he saw the outcome. He foresaw the outcome in 2016. He called Florida, Pennsylvania, and Michigan for Mr. Trump. Are you listening to me? I believe that he could be right. I'm starting to get the feeling that we could have an upset, that comeback kid can come back from COVID and take the nation back where it belongs and away from the psychopaths on the left. So let's begin with 10 reasons to vote for Trump. Again, you're invited to call the show today, 855-407-282. And remember, if you want to follow Michael Savage come January, when I will no longer be heard on the airwaves, I will be only on podcasts uh, as I am now, where hundreds of thousands of you listen to the show on a podcast. You have to find it by going to any podcast site that carries the podcast. That's simple. Everyone listens to podcasts today. Uh, but if you want to find out more about it, how to get on that podcast, you go to michaelsavage.com, which is my website. I control it, and it's all about where I'll be and what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. So 10 reasons to vote for Trump. I asked my producers to send me their lists. Can I read your names, Jim? Robert, can I read your names on air? You're not afraid uh, of it? So Jim Verde, a relative of Giuseppe Verde, who is my call screener and producer, gave his 10 reasons to vote for Trump. I, last night after dinner, I, I drank a lot of wine, so I came home and I sent him a, miss, a missive. I said, all, exclamation point, 10 reasons to vote for Trump first thing in the morning Friday. That was my command to the troops. And the troops answered. Jim said, one, stop the socialists from taking over the government. Two, the only way to keep the economy on the right track. Three, will prevent us from being locked down again. 
to continue the investigations into the abuses of the FBI and intelligences. Only way to keep pressure on China and Iran will keep us from going to war. Maybe the only obstacle from Democrat agenda if they win the Senate. He's the only one who will stand up to Antifa and the anarchists. With nothing to lose, we'll make necessary changes to Social Security and Medicare. We'll continue to be strong on border protection. Those are Jim's 10 reasons to vote for Trump. Dr. Cunningham wrote he renegotiated NAFTA. He sapped tariffs on Chinese products. He stopped tariffs. He stopped or sapped? What did he do to tariffs on Chinese products? He rolled back suffocating regulations on business. He achieved historically low unemployment rates for blacks, Hispanics, and women. He oversaw the biggest stock market 401k growth ever, oversaw huge GDP growth, major middle-class tax cut, moved U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, destroyed ISIS by eliminating Obama's restrictive rules of engagement that protected the bad guys, and he brokered an historic peace deal between Israel and the Arab neighbors. you got to understand something. When I backed Trump in 2016, I said, if nothing else, he's a man of peace. He's a businessman. He doesn't like war. And uh, boy, was I right. If for no other reason, please remember the Democrats are the party of war. They got us into one war after another. But you don't know that because they're so clever. Like the devil himself, the Democrats pose as peaceniks when they're warmongers. Those are my words. Robert Borowski, another great producer of the Savage Nation, a silent man behind the scenes, said, better than Biden in every way measurable. Okay, let's see. He genuinely loves the country. When faced with the choices of a Trump recovery or Biden depression, I'm picking the side that will put more money in my pocket, says Robert. Friendly attacks agenda. He brought peace to parts of the Middle East, passionate about protecting and maintaining our relationship with Israel. He is still a D.C. outsider, and he has sent the establishment into a tailspin the last four years. Trump understands the things that truly make America great and wants to protect them. Trump rejects the globalist New World Order agenda and pushes for America first. Despite his flaws, he is a very entertaining president. Look no further than the first lady and his daughter Ivanka, most attractive first family in American history. Thank you, Robert. That's right. You know, looks do matter. We 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 don't want we don't want uh, homely in the White House. We want handsome. We don't want homely. We want handsome. Now, finally, Ryan O'Callaghan, another member of the Savage Team, another silent member in the background, writes the following: ten reasons uh, on why you want to vote for Trump. What are the ten reasons to vote for Trump? Ryan says one: the most important reason is making sure the radical left ideology stays out of the White House as long as possible. Trump, as flawed as he is, does have the best interest of the people in most of his decisions. He will keep taxes lower than Biden. Jobs are safe and growing under Trump. Trump has not taken us to war and unexpectedly has improved foreign relations and brought peace to parts of the world. He is energetic and has a fighting spirit, which I believe keeps the people's morale high. Biden is lifeless and has no spark. I do not want to see the country turn into California, which would likely happen with Harris in power. I have hoped that race relations will improve if Trump wins. Biden and Harris will continue to divide and pander to the, to the woke mobs and BLM thugs, giving them the power they do not deserve. He is about as tough as any president has ever been. The amount of hatred he gets around the clock, and yet he still stands tall and proud, says a lot about the man's strength. And number 10 is the only way America will stay at the top is lost to Biden and will dethrone the United States for at least four years. So those are four people 
who have given their 10 reasons to vote for Donald Trump. We now open the lines up on the Savage Nation on this historic precipice of the most historic election, certainly in our lifetime, at 855-400-7282. Let's begin with the callers. That is number one, Robert in San Jose. Your reasons to vote for Trump. Go ahead, please. Hey, Michael. Yeah, I can list off. Well, first of all, he's a man who will respect people's private property rights. You look at the propositions here in California, 15, 19, and 21. It's a complete assault on Prop 13 uh, from the front door, the back door. Correct. They're trying to steal the low taxation on houses and tax people who own houses to death, including older people. Senior citizens who pay low taxes owing to pro- the prop you're talking about, correct? Absolutely. Um, all, of, all of them are, are, uh, have one noble cause with five horrible trade-offs. You really read all the laws. And also, he's a man who's going to have law and order. None of this ambiguous, oh, you can, you can steal something and you can say George Floyd or evoke some name of some godly cause. And, uh, you know, get away with it, you know, murder and pure or, or vandalism. Right. That's right. Do you know that Governor Newsom has made it so that if you steal up to nine hundred and fifty dollars, you don't go to jail? It's not a crime. And so the thieves are going into department stores and other stores and robbing up to nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of goods with impunity. They're just walking in and stealing what they want and walking out laughing at the guards. That's what's going on in California with this absolutely idiotic, stupid, compassionate liberalism. Thanks for the call back in a minute. Savage. Look, if you're looking for a special gift for someone this holiday season, something truly unique and personal, I've got a great idea for you. At PaintYourLife.com, you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from any photo at an affordable price. With Paint Your Life's compilation portraits, you can bring together family members who never had the chance to meet. You send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, or a cherished pet, or combine photos into one painting, or create a portrait of the whole family without the need for everyone to be there for a family photo. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. You can order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Their process is quick and easy. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. A painting from Paint Your Life is meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. Makes the perfect holiday gift for someone you love or for yourself. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time, and right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this very special offer, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's SAVAGE to 64000. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. Text SAVAGE to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Text SAVAGE to 64000. are in segment two of hour one of show number Friday-ish, October 30th, and tomorrow the little brats, uh, the children will be out in the street with the costumes acting like little members of Antifa, uh, plaguing houses for candy corn and other garbage that's bad for their brains and their teeth, and most of their parents will be stoned in a car nearby. And I'll be Scrooge. <laughs> I don't give anything out on Halloween. I don't believe in Halloween. I think it's, it's a, 
a paganistic holiday. I know the children love it. My kids loved it. But Halloween is now bigger than Christmas, and sometime today, I'd like to uh, read to you from God, Faith, and Reason on how Halloween became bigger than Christmas and why the... You look at the suburbs. Take a look at the foolish people who put up spider webs and ghosts and the fake graves coming out of the ground. This is, an like I would say, not even an adolescent nation. It is a childish nation. In the world that we live in, it's so childish it's hard to believe, and it's not childish in a delightful way. It's childish in a pathetic way to see people spending so much time and energy putting fake graves up and fake ghost faces and goblins. And What is this about? When you consider the history of the world and what people have suffered through and are suffering through right now in real time, we don't have to have fake fear on our lawns. Study what Vlad the Impaler, the Impala, I almost said Impaler, Vlad the Impala did to uh, his enemies. I always thought Vlad the Impala, he used to impale his enemies on stakes and put them on the highway to scare the troops that were coming in to take over his middle European nation. Vlad the Impaler was a devout Christian who was trying to save his nation from being overrun by fill in the blank, Muslims. The Muslim armies had conquered most of the Middle East, they were invading Europe, and they wanted to take over his country. Vlad the Impaler had 30,000 troops. The Sultan, the Muslim Sultan, had 90,000 troops. Vlad the Impaler had to be so horrible, so monstrous, to scare the Muslims away that he impaled his enemies on stakes and put them in the highway. Now, I say this to you to show you how horrible the world has been. Stop with the skeletons in a driveway. Savage. Hey, let's talk about our newest sponsor, Thinker. In our fast-paced world, it's tough to make reading a priority, at least it used to be. At thinker.org, they summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. Read or listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes from old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Thinker offers a large variety of titles across many categories, from current affairs, politics, and business, to education, history, and relationships. If you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons, and become a better thinker, go to thinker.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-R. Org to start a free trial and download the app today and let them know you heard about them on the Savage Nation. That's thinker.org, T-H-I-N-K-R.org, thinker.org. Given the importance of the election that's coming up, and then only in a few days you're all going to be going to the polls if you haven't already mailed in your ballot. I thought it's extremely important that you hear my important and significant interview with President Donald Trump of only a few weeks ago. Listen to what he had to say to you. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our great president, Donald Trump on the Savage Nation. President Trump, such an honor to have you here. Hi, Michael. I miss you. How are you? That's very sweet. 
President Trump, are you still eating hot dogs like the one you gave me on Air Force One? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what, you know, that answer is very much like my mother at age 88. When I asked yeah. her what's her secret to longevity, she told me she likes hot dogs. <laughs> I swear to you. Uh, absolutely. We had a good time, Mike. We had a good time. And you've been my friend and you've been there right from the beginning. When you- well, I certainly am still right here because I think every vote counts. Yeah. And I'm not belie- I'm not believing the polls, by the way. The polls have you behind, but there's no energy for Biden. How do you internally see the race right now, President Trump? I think we're winning in Florida. I think we're winning in Pennsylvania. I think we're winning in Ohio, big. I think we're winning in uh, Arizona. They're fake polls. They're worse than stories. You know, they're worse than when they write stories. They're fake news. And I had the same thing last time, much worse. I mean, last time, I think yes. in nine states, I was expected to lose all nine, and I won all nine. Yes. That you know, I, President Trump, I've said that to a lot of people who were downtrodden, and they say, oh, it's over, he's going to lose. I say, you know, you're buying the Kool-Aid that the left wing has been putting out. I said the same thing went on before the last election. They counted him out over and over again. They vilified the man, and, and now they're doing it all over again. I'm not so sure it's over yet, by the way. I don't think it's over at all. Now, do most people know that they're not voting for uh, old uh, sleepy old Joe, but for Kamala Harris? I think they view that. I, don't, I think she's not an asset, but uh, and he's certainly not an asset. He didn't even remember Mitt Romney's name yesterday, which was <laughs> that. Were- yeah, I heard that. I thought he, he thought he was running for the Senate as well. Yeah, if that were me, it would have been a whole different ball game. You know, with him, they give him a lot of passes, but. No, I think we're doing well. I think we're going to win. And I think, uh, you know, we're much, much closer than last time. And you know what they're called? Suppression polls. And they suppress. They try and suppress the vote. People say, hey, I love Trump, but we're not going to, you know, yes. dinner. Well, he gets like 25, 30 people. I know. I know. Well, they don't care because they have the illegal alien vote. You know, we're not allowed to say it. But we all know they have the illegal alien vote already locked up, which is why they love mail-in ballots that can't be really checked. Yeah. And, and, and they, 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 they think we're stupid, but we're not that stupid. I mean, not a day goes by where you don't see, you know, ballots all over the place with Trump name on it. Like they had the military ballots with Trump's name on it thrown in a waste paper basket. Can Let- you believe it? Yeah, no, I, I see the stories. Everyone is worried about the street thugs. They don't know why the street thugs and Antifa and the others are allowed to burn and loot and shoot cops with impunity. What can be done? So it's all Democrat states. It's all Democrat cities, every one of them. These are thugs. Antifa's no good. And, you know, the governors, Democrats, they have to ask us to come in. We went into Minneapolis and solved the problem in half an hour. We just Hmm. a week later, so the place was half burned down. Hmm. But in Minneapolis, we solved it. We could solve it in Portland in 25 minutes. Mm. You saw last week where I sent in the U.S. Marshals to get the guy that shot the young man in the street. Yes. Yes. Good for you. Congratulations. They ended up killing him. I mean, he was a bad guy. But uh, so it's all Democrat run. They have to, you know, unless you want to send in the military, which you don't want to get into that. You don't need that. But uh, all Democrat run. And we send in our people and we solve the problem in two minutes. Uh, You know, as an example, Seattle, Seattle was a mess. We said we're coming in. As soon as we said we're coming in, everybody gave up. They all gave up. Yeah, they took off their black masks and went back to the universities to teach the courses in social studies. (laughs) President Trump, the economy is coming back in a big way, even with the lockdowns. Yet mayors and governors continue to keep lockdowns in place. You and I both know that some of them are purposely sabotaging a rebound in the economy. 
Why do they prefer to let Americans suffer rather than let them get back to work? Well, they think it's going to help them in the election. It's not going to help them. I don't think it's going to help them at all. No, I think we have it good. The, the economy is good. The stock market's close to a record. People's 401ks are very strong. And, you know, Biden's going to come in quadruple taxes. He's going to charge taxes at a level that nobody's ever seen. It's going to get you'll end up in a depression. I'll tell you that you'll end up in a one of the most most important. Well, let's say one of the most frequent questions I've been getting from people is about the printing of money for these stimulus bills. I know it's a very sensitive issue and question. And I know that your back is against the wall here because you have almost no choice. But what is going to happen in the long run? with this kind of printing of money thing. Everyone's asking what can be done. Yeah. So in the end, we're going to grow our way out of it because the economy is really big and it's really, really strong. And if we didn't have the big foundations, you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't, you'd have a disaster right now. We're looking like it's a V. And this was all caused by China. They should have never let it happen, Michael. You know, it just all came out of China and they should have stopped it. But the fact is that uh, we are going to grow our way out of it very quickly once we get started. We were there. You know, we were, if you go back seven months ago, in fact, not only were we there, we were, gonna, we were starting to get along with people that you wouldn't have believed we would have gotten along with. It was success. And then the COVID came in, the China virus came in. But no, we'll grow our way out of it very, very quickly. We were there. That was going to happen. And then, it, you know, the, the other thing happened, and it's one of those things. But well, I have to set the record straight. I remember you and I spoke in February. And you were on the phone with me. I think it's when you appointed me to the Presidio Trust. And by the way, thank you very much for that. Good. One day after the election, I'd like to tell you how important that appointment has turned out to be with regard to what they're trying to do here. But let's not get distracted. You said to me on the phone that you were shutting down travel from China. I distinctly remember that. And at the same time you were shutting down travel from China, right at the beginning of the COVID epidemic, Nancy Pelosi was seen in Chinatown, San Francisco, walking around telling people it was safe to go to Chinatown and eat dim sum. And yet they have the nerve to say that you're responsible for this? Who do they think they're fooling? They were very slow, and frankly, if we, weren't, if we didn't do what we did, you would have had 2 million deaths. You would have had 2 million more deaths. You know, it was estimated to be 2.2 million, and I'm not saying 210,000. Any one death is too much. This right. never happened from China, but uh, we could have had 2 million, 2.2 million deaths. Uh, we, the job we've done, I heard you talking about vaccines and other things, but, you know, the therapeutics, I think, frankly, the cure. I took something that was... So good, the antibodies. I mean, for me, a day later, two days later, I was feeling very, very good. And it's, it's Regeneron, I, I guess it regenerated you. It regenerated you so well you can still eat hot dogs. It regenerated. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think you're Let right. me ask you, your greatest, so many things you've done that have been swept under the rug that are really great for world peace. The Democrats like to pose as the party of peace, and you're supposed to be the warmonger. Meanwhile, we have troops withdrawn under you from Afghanistan, yep. from Iraq, uh, from Syria. The greatest peace accord in our lifetime between the Arabs and the Jews. Any other president would have been celebrated for this. The, uh, uh, the Democrats and the media make believe it didn't happen. Can you please tell us if you consider that one of your great legacies? Well, I do. I think uh, judges, we, I have 300 judges by the end of the term, first term, which is a record and three Supreme Court justices. But no, I'm very proud of that because I, I know you're a big fan of Israel and, and what we've done, nobody's done what we've done with between Jerusalem and Golan Heights and, and frankly, breaking up the Iran deal, which would have been a disaster for Israel. And how, so you brought the Jews I, and the Arabs I, together. 
that first flight from Israel to the UAE was was historic. Yep. How in the world can people say you're a warmonger when in the face of it you're a peacemaker? Well, I have built a mili- rebuilt the military. We have 2.5 trillion into the military. We have the greatest weaponry ever. And we need that, Michael. We have to have that. You know, we have to have that. But uh, no, I, I think we've done a job like nobody else. Actually, the other side, the so-called professionals that have been doing this for 40 years, they can't believe what we've been able to do. And we have many countries right now that want to come on. Now, Nancy Pelosi, we're not going to talk about her, but this 25th Amendment is a, is, is a trick. Would you declassify all of the material which shows the Obama administration spied on your campaign and tried to enact a soft coup? Well, I've actually done that, and we've caught them cold, and we're going to push it very strong, but we've caught them, and I have declassified everything. Everything's been, virtually everything's been declassified. You know, then they talk about the peaceful transference of power, but there was nothing peaceful about it because they were after me before I even got elected. I got to ask you a personal question. Go ahead. How do you how do you have this fighting spirit? Is this a genetic thing from your mother, father, or both? Maybe I don't know, but I, I I don't even think about it. A lot of people ask me that question: the energy or the spirit. But I just love what I'm doing, and we're doing a great job. And no administration's done what we've done in the first three and a half years between the military, the tax cuts, regulation cuts, all of the judges. You know, three hundred. Think of it. By the end of the term, three hundred federal judges. It's unheard of records. What vitamins are you taking? You know, I'm a vitamin nut. What vitamins are you taking? Are you taking it? That though, because I don't take vitamins. I've never taken vitamins. But well, wait a minute now. When you win again and you get time again, I'm going to sit down with you and tell you you got to take some vitamins. I'll tell you which ones you have to take. Well, tell me now. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> I wrote the books on them 30 years ago. Come on, you've got to take some vitamin D. You got to take some vitamin D. It's known to stimulate the immune system. It'll even work well with the Regeneron. It doesn't conflict with Regeneron. So in addition to the Regeneron, which is a miracle drug in a way, you know, the monoclonal antibodies are working, but your body itself needs the help with uh, vitamin D, vitamin A, and several other vitamins. Vitamin C would be a, a big help for you. Zinc is important. Michael, I heard you talking about the vaccines, but Regeneron, you do think that's something pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I personally am opposed to a vaccine that hasn't had enough of a trial, but Regeneron looks like a miracle drug to me. I mean, and the beauty is this drug was created by two guys from Queens. That's the amazing part. It's an amazing story of that company, yeah. but it really works. President Trump, here you got the disease they said kills everyone. Yeah. And then everyone found out, no, the mortality rate is very low. Here you are, 74 years old. You get the disease. The left wing celebrates and three days later, you're back on the campaign trail. Yeah. So shouldn't they learn from that, that this is a disease? Yes, it's a virus. Yes, it's serious. Yes, you should take precautions. But it's not worthy of locking down an entire state or entire nation because the mortality rate is extremely low. That's true. Uh, the World Health Organization came out yesterday, finally admitted that I was right. And it's true. Yeah. But I, I will say this. I caught it, and you fight it off, and you have to fight it off, and it's just one of those things. And then they say you're immune. Now, I don't know how long, whether it's four months or a whole lifetime. Nobody really. How is my favorite lady on the planet next to my wife doing, she, Mrs. Trump? Fantastically. She says hello. I said I'd be speaking to you. It's great to speak to you, too, actually. No, no, you know, you know that we have a certain feel, a rapport. Well, like when I see you folks once in a while, you know there's an emotional feeling. I don't know how that works. How does that work between people? I don't understand it. Right from the beginning, you know, you were, 
sort of saying, that guy's got a really good shot. And I always remember that, you know, not everybody says. Well, I want to rem- remind the people today that even if you live in a communist state that you think your vote doesn't count, like California or New York, your vote counts in the popular vote tally. We've got to get everyone listening to this show to get off their behinds and go out and vote, send in those ballots, whatever you have to do, because every vote counts and we need Donald Trump for another four years. That's what I say. Well, Michael, I appreciate it. And I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win by maybe a lot. But we'll, if, if it's two votes, it's OK. But you know what? I think we're going to win by maybe a lot. President Trump, please take care of your health. From the bottom of my heart, the part that's still left, I want to thank you for being with us today on The Savage Nation. And I know that everyone listening to the show feels exactly the same way. Thank you, Michael. It's an honor. And I will see you soon. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Savage. I think it is fair to say that in many ways, the Democratic Party has become a party of the coastal elites, folks who have a lot of money, upper middle class people who are good people, who believe in social justice in many respects. But I think for many, many years, uh, the Democratic Party has not paid the kind of attention uh, to working class needs that they should have. Now, that, of course, is the voice of Joe Biden in drag in the form of Bernie Sanders, because Biden is Bernie Sanders in wolf's clothing or in sheep's clothing. And the fact of the matter is the communists, socialists, Maoists, depending upon their orientation, are running Joe Biden. Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation. What are you going to do when you don't have Michael to kick around anymore in San Francisco? You know, I'm the only voice of opposition in this corrupt, degenerate city that I live in. Do you realize that I have been a fixture in the media in this city since 1994? But no more in January. You can only only get me on uh, on podcast because the powers that be do not want. <clears throat> they don't want certain things hurt. It's that simple. I was reading during the break that a longtime sportscaster, who I'm not heard of, he sounds like a great guy in Washington D.C., was suddenly fired for quote racist comments. And the article didn't mention what racist comments he made. They said that the racist comments he made offended the new station manager. And as a result, he's fired after so many years on radio. But they didn't even mention what he had said. Do you understand what we have become in this nation as a result of fools and imbeciles and racists themselves taking over so many aspects of academia and now broadcasting? I don't know how much longer podcasting will remain a free country. I don't know. I don't know if podcasting itself will remain a free a free nation of thought. How long until they get control of that wild west and say that someone said something that offended some moron somewhere? 
So we may as well enjoy it while we can. It started a long time ago, and I think we're going to have to go through hell itself before it ends. Just as the Chinese had to be dragged through hell by Mao Zedong and his revolutionary guards, this country might be dragged through the same hell if Biden wins, or after Biden, if God forbid, the real psychopaths take control of the country, which would be occasional cortex, who was the greatest threat to this country I have ever seen. A fanatic, dangerous young woman who would de- destroy this nation from, to its core if, God forbid, she ever took control, and she might take control of this nation. But you can't worry about these things. It's too much. It's too big a, a question. So I want to talk instead about something that we can think about. In the last hour, we played uh, Donald Trump's interview with me from two weeks ago, my interview with him, and we discussed 10 reasons to vote for Trump, which will be the title of today's show. I mean, I made it very, very basic, 10 reasons to vote for Trump. And I read the opinions of the producers of this show and of the website, michaelsavage.com, and they'll all be on the podcast. But I want to talk about how Halloween is bigger than Christmas because in the United States of America, this has become a further example of the decline of Western civilization, which is built upon Christianity, not paganism. Now, my desire in discussing this is to somewhat counter the overwhelming influence of the atheists and the agnostics upon our culture. If you look at the landscape of America at Halloween, whether it be on suburban lawns or in workplaces, what we see are little skeletons, cobwebs on lawn. I'm sorry. I'm having a bit of an anaphylactic reaction. I ate peanuts. I never should. Crazy. I mean, I don't know why I ate peanuts during the break, but I did. I had a yen for them, and now they're causing a little anaphylaxis in my throat. Uh, Ryan, could you please grab me a bottle of water before I plots on air here? So if you look around America, you see skeletons, cobwebs on lawns, on doors, and even in the workplace. Has anyone noticed that the cross and anything else related to Jesus has been driven out of the uh, American landscape? You can't do that. You can't have anything religious on your desk at work. But you can hang a skeleton from your workplace cubicle. That tells you the anti-God forces are now dictating the terms of our belief system to believe in nothing but paganism. This speech that I'm giving you, this little speech, is my attempt to help you become aware of the cultural battle being fought and how it affects the souls of people in our nation and around the world. Because I am sure that if God were more present in our daily lives, whether it be the Ten Commandments in a classroom, which used to be there when I was a kid, a Jesus statue on your work desk if you believe in Jesus, a Bible proudly displayed in your work cubicle, or a prayer session from time to time at work, there would be less drug use and less insanity overall. And that is why I'm giving you this little talk today, because of the pagan obsession with cobwebs and skeletons at Halloween. Well, I can hear you screaming, oh, come on, Michael, don't make such a big deal about it. Just celebrate Halloween with all the other white suburban fools. You know, Voltaire, a French philosopher, was an observer of Parisian life and became famous for writing about the foibles of Parisian society. I am not that high up on the totem pole. I write primarily about the foibles of white middle-class suburbanites. And one of the residences I broadcast from is in a white suburban middle-class community. Don't get me wrong. The residents are nice people. They don't want to offend anybody. Their lawns are clean and clipped. Their garbage is put out on the right day. Their cans are picked up on the correct day. There's not a leaf left in the driveway because that would be disgraceful. They're nice enough people. 
but there's a big but attached to that. I made a certain observation. The larger the number of Halloween displays on a lawn or a house, the more ghosts, the more eerie things that they put up for their children and the neighborhood children, the more liberal the inhabitants are. It's just an observation. I don't have any ghosts hanging from my house. So if you're trying to find my house, it's the only one without ghosts hanging from the trees and eerie spider webs across the hedge. The American people have given up their religion and their civilization and replaced them with a sort of death worship. I know a lot of people would say, come on, Michael, it's Halloween. The kids just eat candy corn and have fun. But it's much more than that. It's symbolic. This obscure pagan holiday has become bigger than the July 4th celebration of independence from Great Britain, bigger than almost any other American holiday, bigger than any religious holiday. People who don't go to church, who wouldn't be caught dead in a church, drape fake spider webs on their hedges, celebrating what? The Day of the Dead? These are symptoms of a dying civilization. And then I want to lead you to a biblical quote since it's Friday. It's from Isaiah, where he wrote, The instruments also of the churl are evil. He deviseth wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words, and the needy when he speaketh right. But the liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. That was written thousands of years ago by Isaiah who also wrote, the vile person shall be no more called liberal than the churl to be noble. For the vile person will speak villainy and his heart will work iniquity. To practice ungodliness and to utter wickedness against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry and to cause the drink of the thirsty to fail, Isaiah 32, 5 and 6. This is the Savage Nation, a little uh, thought here on this Halloween Eve. Uh, Phone number is 855-400-7282. And now we can go into the political topics of the day. Is the election wearing you out like it is me? Hasn't it gone on too long? Haven't our elections become sort of bread and circuses for the average person? Yeah, I think they're like bread and circuses in ancient Rome. There's also some science out there that you have to see, which is that mask mandates apparently don't work, according to a new publication and a new study. Mask mandates don't work. Also, the ACLU is suing police across the country for so-called brutality in response to riots and looting this summer. Well, you know my feelings on the ACLU. They're a subversive organization, and they should be deported, and their assets seized. But then again, I'm only a talk show host. What they're trying to do is put economic pressure on cities where they've already deballed the police when they can least afford it. State and local governments face a $467 billion decline in revenue from 2020 to 2022 as the pandemic. And these vermin in the ACLU are trying to break the cities so that they no longer use the police against the looters and the rioters. And that's the nation we are living in today. Now, of course, we have Joe Biden to talk about and to bash today. It's kind of easy to do, but I don't know if it's even worth doing. Instead, let's listen to Kamala Harris, who's going to be the real president, if God forbid this uh, team from San Francisco should win. Let's listen to her in, uh, where is she now? Clip seven, please, on the Savage Nation. Seven. I believe that we have to reimagine public safety in America. If we want to achieve safety, it is outdated thinking to think the way you're going to do it is just put more cops on the street. What's the answer, Kamala? Because when you were a prosecutor, you put a lot of people in jail. You're such a liar. You're such a crooked liar. You know, we know politicians are all liars. That's a given. The word politician means professional liar in any language. 
Here is a woman who was a vicious prosecutor, especially against black people, poor black people. She is now saying we're going to reimagine, reimagine the police. So when you have what a rapist raping people, you're going to send out who a social worker. Listen to her now. In Nancy Pelosi is even worse. Listen to her in clip eight now. But we are ready. I feel very confident that Joe Biden will be elected president on Tuesday, whatever the end count is. But on the election that occurs on Tuesday, he will be elected on January 20th. He will be inaugurated president of the United States. Okay, now let's hear nine. Nancy Pelosi, they got her up out of a slumber. They found her in bed with tubs of uh, empty ice cream tubs, and they said, you have to give us a speech. Here she is now, right out of bed in clip nine. It's a discourtesy to the American people to say, you go stand in line for hours. She's mumbling. We can do something about it, but your time is not worth anything to us. What is she talking about? So again, uh, this weekend, she'll be very interesting to see how many more people will vote in advance. I hope that people will not depend on the mail because they have done all they can to dismantle uh, the uh, postal system. So here's a woman who's telling you that you should count on only on mail-in ballots, but don't trust the mail-in ballots. In other words, do mail-in ballots, but don't do mail-in ballots. Does she know what she's even saying? Has the Democrat Party become a, a party of the senile? Here she is now. Here's Pelosi again doing what she does best, which is lie in clip 10. But the easiest thing for him to do is to stand up like a man and accept the results of an election of the American people. For him uh, to make these kinds of statements shows his lack of patriotism, his undermining of our elections while he allows okay, foreign countries. I'm not even going to air that. I'm not airing this. If you want this mad, evil, dictatorial empress of San Francisco ruining your towns and your villages... Well, you have a clear choice. Vote for Kamala Harris. Savage. We'll be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. Maybe we'll make that a woman, too. Maybe we should make that a woman, too. What do you think, Michael? He said, make it Nancy Pelosi. That's... Who said that? That's pretty good. I have to say. Oh, stand up, please. Look at this guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't say it. I'm just repeating it. You know, they'll say they say he incites trouble. He loves trouble. No, I don't. Thank you very much. That was very good. Are you a comedian professionally? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to admit the guy can be fun. Isn't it nice to have a president who has a sense of humor? Now, compare him to Joe, sad Joe. You know that Joe sadly only talked about his dead family members during his speech today. Did you hear that one? It's really pathetic. I mean, it's sorry. I'm sorry that he had such tragedy in his family. But when you listen to him talk, all he talks about is the sadness of his life and what went wrong in his life. And, of course, there's a reason he's talking about his a dead son who died of cancer. It's to make us forget the living son uh, and his corruption. The crack, crack pipes, the hookers, the nude photos, the money from uh, the money from uh, Ukraine, the money from China. And uh, I think we're actually blessed to have 
Trump in the country. He's also shown us what it's like to get COVID and recover from it. Think about that. He's a man 74 years old who contracted the disease that we're all told will kill us, and he was back at work three days later. Don't you think that that's an inspiration to all of us? Now, I'm not one of those who say that the disease is uh, nothing to fear. I, I tell people you're wrong. Yes, if you're young and you have no underlying conditions, you'll probably shake it off pretty quickly. But if you're a little older, or even if you're young with some underlying condition, what if you are someone with an, a compromised immune system because of an autoimmune disease and you're 22 years old? You're someone who doesn't want to get COVID. What if you are gay and you have uh, uh, AIDS or HIV rather, and you're keeping it suppressed with antivirals? You also do not want to contract this virus. It will likely really injure you or kill you. So you have to understand that there are different populations and at different risks. But going back to what I advised back in February, we'd never, ever needed a blanket lockdown of an entire city or an entire state. That was a huge error. I saw it as an error in February. I called for selective quarantines. I still call for selective quarantines. And the main reason the cowardly leftist politicians locked everyone down is because they were afraid to be called names. For example, and I've said it to you before, I'll say it again, so we don't fall for it again when the flu season starts. And these very crazy demons, as you know, who the worst people are in the country right now that you see are these public health directors. These are all failed uh, businessmen or failed academics, or worse yet, failed doctors. And what they did was, is they went into public health, usually a loser job, and no one ever heard from them. They got locked in these bureaucracies, making far too much money, doing almost nothing for most of their lives. And all of a sudden, when they had the power, they used that power in a very destructive manner. And I have quoted for you for a couple of months now an obscure uh, academic paper that I've carried with me for over 30 years uh, about sorcery, illness, and social control in a Philippine village, which I read as a young ethnobotanist. And it was about how uh, sorcerers in a little Philippine village used illness to control the whole village population. The public health directors in America are those sorcerers of today. Anthony Fauci may as well be wearing a tall, pointy cap because Anthony Fauci is the sorcerer in chief. He is not a scientist by any means. He is a politician and a demonic one at that. He's telling us we'll be locked down till 2022. It's time for Donald Trump to lock him out of the White House. Savage. Well, we come to the end of this Friday edition of the Savage Nation. We're on the cusp of the most important election in our lifetimes for sure. And I'm going to end with a story I found during the break because it shocks me. And, of course, it's in the left-wing non-newspaper called USA Away. used to be a newspaper, but now it's a throwaway rag. Churchill granddaughter, I'm an artist, but it's time for me to speak out on politics. And she says that she's voting for Biden. This is Winston Churchill's granddaughter, a girl who grew up in a conservative household, conservative party. She has now joined the evil people on the uh, Lincoln Project, 
and says she's voting for Biden. So she's obviously a fool. And uh, she, of course, if you look at her career, it explains it all. This is Winston Churchill's granddaughter, Edwina Sandys, S-A-N-D-Y-S. And she says, Trump has become a laughingstock in Europe and Canada. Well, that doesn't matter to me. To me, Europe and Canada are a laughingstock. This foolish woman says, in London, Trump's image on a giant balloon full of gas floated over the Houses of Parliament. You know, you foolish woman, you. There are no foreign wars because of the man that you hate. And the party you're about to vote for, the Democrats, got us into one war after another. It was FDR who got us into World War II, Democrat. It was Truman who got us into Korea, Democrat. It was Kennedy who got us into Vietnam, Democrat. It's one Democrat after another. They're a war party. And yet there are so many limp-minded individuals out there like this poor woman who says Trump is a laughingstock and therefore she's going to vote for Biden. So who is this woman, this granddaughter of Winston Churchill? I looked her up and she's a sculptor and painter whose work focuses on global issues. The minute you hear for global issues, you know what that means, such as the environment, equality, war and peace and women's causes. In other words, she's a total sold out leftist and she won an award. Winston's, Winston Churchill's granddaughter. The award was the United Nations Society of Writers and Artists Award for Excellence. Oh, really? Funny, I never heard of that award, and I don't think I would ever be nominated for that award, since uh, generally the United Nations only gives awards to those who are warmongers and haters of America. But nevertheless, that shows you the insanity of the times they are living in. If you want to see more of the insanity of our times, it's easy to find on every website in the world such as michaelsavage.com. Here's a great story. The ACLU is suing police across the, country for, <laughs> across the country for brutality in response to riots and looting this summer. There's a solution to that problem, which is deport the leaders of the ACLU and seize their assets once and for all. Have a nice weekend. Westwood One Podcast Network. 